And hello, everybody. It is Tom Chenault. It is Adrian Chenault. And it is a sad day in the world of network marketing. And we're here to talk a little bit about that. How are you doing, Adrian? I am good. I'm glad to be here with you. Yeah. So our old, and that is a word, old buddy, Doris Wood died today. And uh, this woman was absolutely unbelievable. One of the characters of all time. She was smiling till the very end, but today's a sad day. She was a pioneer at a level you all wouldn't believe, and she fought for this thing called the MLMIA, the Multi-Level Marketing Industry Association, with every fiber of her body. So we have got our buddy, our good buddy, Donna Maria Saratella, on with us because she is a good friend of hers, knows a lot more about everything, like from a factual basis. I just loved her. And uh, Donna, how are you, kid? I'm doing great, Tom. Hi, Adrian. Hi, good to see you. It is a sad day. It is really a sad day. Doris, she was an extraordinary individual and her presence touched the lives of so many people with the MLMIA, with her personal life, with her family. She was absolutely uh, just a pillar of the direct selling industry, but it wasn't just the direct selling industry. She touched lives everywhere she went. You know her, Tom. She was a, a card. And how old was she when she passed? She was 92. 92 is all. Man. 92. Yeah, yeah. And she was going strong. She was with her family. Last night she passed. She was with her family. Everyone was around her. And um, she, she had uh, taken a little tumble a few days back. And, you know, she was, she was ready. She was just ready. And we're happy that she is someplace happier now. And uh, she did such an amazing job all her life, making a difference for so many people. You ever seen anybody love anything as much as she loved that MLMIA? Ah, she did. She was dedicated to the MLMIA, the Multi-Level Marketing International Association. Yeah. And that was so good. I mean, you name it, whether it was bought one, and I was trying to think of all the people that were involved. They're all a hundred. And oh, yeah. uh, we had so many great times out there in California because she was just putting on events and making sure it never got forgotten and just making sure that the industry got uplifted on so many levels. And you've done the same thing with your life. I look at Rita Davenport. You know, there's just such a culture of Mary Kay Ash, people like you, that really shaped this profession to be what it is today and literally needs to go back to the way it was a little bit more in the term of love and relationships. And you guys were the ones that made that happen, weren't you? Well, Doris had a passion for empowering entrepreneurs and she believed in ethical business practices. Boy, if you didn't do it right, she would let you know about it. So she was she was just an amazing lady. And she came into my life later in my life and was a mentor for me for a number of years. And, you know, just her devotion and her enthusiasm about things. I, you know, she wanted to do a podcast two weeks ago with Peter Mingles. She yeah. was ready to get on and talk about the MLMIA. Mingles is still alive? He's still alive. <laughs> 
bad Tom. I talked to him a couple months ago. He was a character. He was also a, a huge part of the uh, Distributor Rights Association, mm -hmm. which is now the N, uh, the ANMP. And Peter's had a, a dedication for the profession that was insane too. He uh, he's just always been fighting for it all, and I love that guy. But when you go back to it, you know, you just take a look at the people that have. The other woman's name was Johnson. There was a woman named Johnson in the picture. Do you know who I'm talking about? That was Kate, Kate Johnson. Kate. Yeah, that was. She. I mean, where is she now? Do we know? She's yes. We I just talked to her this morning. She's still around. She, yeah. She's a sweetie. I just, you know, this has brought so many memories back to my mind of just women, especially that love this business that kept us arrogant, egotistical men in line. You people are driving the show, you know, you and Kathy Rickley and the people that you've got around you now, you still have that little mafia going and you're still, <laughs> and I appreciate that. Oh, uh, well, we appreciate you, Tom. It really is important to get the word out about Doris so people will know we're going to set up a little GoFundMe account and we're going to get the MLMIA back up and running it to some degree, uh, whether it's just as an educational website that would be kind of a historical website. Um, and we're planning on having some kind of a memorial for Doris, probably in the Las Vegas area. But, you know, we need to raise some funds to do that. So we'll be doing that as well. Well, we'll help with that, man. There's so many people that loved her and, you know, it can't take a heck of a lot of money. I remember when she was trying to move out of L.A. and move to the East Coast to be with her family and getting together with Ron Henley, who's the archivist of the multi-level marketing profession at a level you wouldn't believe he was, which is just code for pack rat. He yes. and Doris are the two number one pack rats in the entire profession. So now poor, uh, there's probably a semi headed for Ron Henley's place right now and I just love that because it's just people that want to keep this thing in people's memories and just remember the beauty of it. Right. Absolutely. You know, we'll, we'll cherish her forever. She was incredible. And, you know, she had a saying about MLM. Do you remember that Tom? No. What was it? Well, I I'm looking here, making lots of money is what MLM meant. She also used to say making life meaningful. Yeah. And then her favorite one was most lovable men. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, she was so cute. I always told her that if Denise died, I was going to marry her. So it uh, looks like Denise outlived her. So that's okay. I would have married her otherwise. But what a woman. And she was so kind and she was she reminded me so much of my mother. If I would go by my mother's house at six o'clock in the morning at age 80, my mom would be dressed to the nines and I'd ring the doorbell and I'd say, mom, why are you all dressed up? She said, no reason, Tommy, somebody may come by. And that's the way that Doris was. She was like you, she always just looked beautiful. And uh, when I came to your house that time to visit you and you had that house full of people, just Kathy Rickley's mom was there. I mean, just crazy stuff because you people just live life. I got to do an interview and you're like the most scary. You scare the hell out of me. You still do. But the uh, getting to sit by your pool and and hear about your philosophy toward compliance and what you're doing to protect us all like Doris did is unbelievable. What are you up to these days? 
Well, I'm I'm really busy and I've got a little viral campaign that we just kicked off called the MLM Stalker. What's that? How's that name for you, Tom? I love it. What is it? <laughs> it's a it's a little one minute TikTok and Kathy Ripley is the star of the show. And then the MLM Stalker is coming together. And it is, if you know anything about MLM, you will laugh your pants off on this little TikTok that we did. But it's all a spoof. It's just to really promote education of the industry. We want to make people aware of the ways to do this industry properly, not like the MLM stalker. <laughs> Income claims, yeah, all that jazz and, and product oh, yeah. claims. You are allergic to that and you've you've dedicated your life to in written books to keeping companies straight which keeps the rep straight right 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 so we've got a book coming out for distributors uh it's almost everything mlm that'll be out in a couple months and the first book went really well and it's just been an exciting ride mlmstalker.com check it out Oh, that is so cool. I'm, uh, I'm pulling up a, a picture of Doris right now to put up on oh, the screen. Good. Just I thought that'd be fun. So I'm going to get that here in one second. You sure her hair looks nice. Shit, all, you, never, you don't have to worry about that. You know it will, right? That's the beauty. There we well, go. Well, I would like that. to honor her memory. I think that the woman had, she was lovely. She was kind to everyone. And she was resilient, man. She could take a no and turn around and come at you the next minute with a better option. You know, <laughs> is there anything better than that? That is so cool. And what's so great about her that she, her spirit was never broken. Uh, people would leave the ANMP people died. Everything happened and it never slowed her down. And you take a look, I see Jordan Adler's here. Uh, he was the first one to comment. I mean, this is a woman who gave her life to us. And I hope more of us are as dedicated to this profession as she was, because it just made all the difference, didn't it? It sure did. It sure did. That is so sweet. And of course, Chrome is not going to let me do what I needed to do. So we are stuck. Okay. Are we going to have, are they going to have a funeral service? Are they going to have that? How's that all going to go down? Do you know? Um, there's going to be a memorial service and we haven't picked any dates or anything yet. This, this is all a little bit too fresh to think about right now. Her daughter, Kim and Kate are going to put together and organize the memorial. So we'll have something. It'll be real special. And hopefully the industry will gather together and, and really remember Doris the way she was. John Hammock, Mel Atwood, Brett Matheny, Troy Dooley. I'm just thinking about all the board members of all this stuff that just absolutely adored her. Robert Butwin. Oh, Butwin. Jerry Nura. Jerry Nura. He's not, is he still alive? Yes, Jerry is. He's retired. He lives in um, he lives in uh, Florida, Southern Florida. Wow. Yeah. How old is he? He's got. Oh, stop. <laughs> this is perplexing. Oh, yeah. And then he gets fun. And that's what I love about it. Nobody, you know, we just keep going until we die. You know, then they just haul us out the door. But we work till the minute we die. And that's what all of us need to do. You want a life like this. You want a profession like this. And you want to be around people that like Doris, like Donna Marie, like people that are going to keep us alive. Because I'm telling you, this profession is worth it, right? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, good. People are taking <laughs> I, a little. I know it. So Donna Marie, thanks for coming on. If if you want to check out what Donna Marie's up to and all the cool stuff she's got going on, make sure you go check her out at directsellingsolutions.com. And just we had we knew that we had to to get on here and take some time to honor the late great Doris Wood and the amazing woman that she was and the legacy that she lives behind. And so Donna Marie, thank you for jumping on with us. And uh, we're going to bring on our official guest who was so awesome and so patient to, uh, to let us pull a little audible here and honor Doris. So uh, we're going to take a break here in a second. When we come back, we're going to have Stefan Page, who is an incredible network marketer, an incredible trainer and skills leader, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So Donna Marie, thanks for being here with us. We'll see you again soon, and we love you. Thank you. We love you too. All right. We'll be back right after this. All right. Donna Marie, thank you. We'll see you soon. We're going to bring Stefan in here, and we'll catch you later. Thanks. Bye now. And I I just want to apologize and just give you all a sympathetic conversation that are the Lakers fans, because we know what's going to happen to you tonight. So I'm just trying to just set you up with massive sympathy for me during this break. And we're coming back right now. Stick around. And we are back. It is Tom Chenault. It's Adrian Chenault. And it is the Legacy Leadership Radio Show. And we, uh, we're we sad about the passing of Doris Wood. I mean, that is horrible. Donna Marie Saratella is a great woman. And we are going to go with that MLM stalker. And we'll do a show with her and Kathy Rickley around that because it's really, really cool. And it's keeping us straight in this profession. In a profession that needs to be a heck of a lot more straight, there is a lot of stuff going on that's bad coming out of foreign countries, especially because there's no regulation there and foisting it into the United States. And we've just got to we got to take the high road, folks, all the time. And one of the guys who's been real, real good about that for many, many years is the one and only bomb explosion expert, Tim Sales, one of the most tightly wound, <laughs> organized, stock trading, real estate buying, analyzing guys I've ever known. We've had him on this show a few times, and I'm always in awe of what he's up to. And he's been involved with this reorganization of a company that went through a really, really bad season. But they had Tim Sales and a couple of other really smart guys at the helm, my friend Lucy West, and they have come out of it on the other side doing really, really well. And Stefan Page was a guy that I just thought would be the perfect guy to talk about Tim Sales, talk about being a protege of him, never giving up. And that's where we are right now. How you doing, Stefan? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on. We, a, I love you, man. We think you're cool. What is that? We think you're cool, man. We know you. <laughs> oh, maybe it's the French thing. I don't know. <laughs> so you live up in French Quebec in Canada, and uh, English is your second language. But it's always been, but you've been such a fan of Tim and the entire profession that you just never let anything stop you. And now you are a walk and talk and success story, right? Yes. Well, exactly. And actually, I knew years ago when I was young that I wanted to build an international business. So I had to learn to speak the international language. And um, the way I learned actually to speak English is I was listening to Tim's CDs 
in my car, in my house, everywhere. My wife was tired of hearing his voice. <laughs> but that's the way I learned. I was What I did is I actually had these mini tape recorders. Do you remember those? Yeah. And, and so I would listen to Tim, like one phrase, I would record myself, and then I would listen to both and compare and see if it sounds similar. And uh, that's how I learned to speak English, actually. That I... I can almost guarantee that you are the only person on earth that can claim that Tim Sales taught them to speak English. That is a tremendous story. Yeah, yeah. How and cool. that's, that's not the only thing he taught me, but uh, fortunately I got to, to meet him uh, years ago and you know, my, my business career totally changed. That is wild. So I, I want you to share a little bit more about that because you, you shared a really cool story coming in. So what you encountered Tim really, really like almost at the very beginning of your network marketing journey. Is that right? Yeah. As a matter of fact, I was uh, 20 years old. At 1920, I started my own MLM company. And, okay. uh, and it was this card with the National Bank of Canada and MasterCard and we created the first co-branded credit card and it was through an MLM. It, it was an MLM. And so I created that, hired Randy Gage at the time, uh, flew to uh, Florida. I didn't speak the language, had a buddy of mine come over with me. And anyway, I was a little bit naive. I thought Amway was the only company that did MLM. And so I started that company, did that for a couple of years, realized that I was not excited about the corporate side of the business. I really wanted to build in the field. And so I decided to shut down that company, join as a rep. But then the next several years were years where it was failure after failure. The company would go down, like Excel communication go down. I was with that. And then one after the other, and I was losing my confidence. And I would get on Tim's conference calls every month. He would do one. And at the end, he would open the call for questions. Nobody would speak. And I thought, oh, this is my chance. I got to say something. But I, I didn't speak much English. So anyway, with my broken English, I was able to ask a question. He would come back. And every month I did that. So I kind of built a relationship with him. And then years later, I decided to seek him out when I was looking for a company to build. And that's uh, that's how it happened. That is such a great story. And I just think it's, you know, there's a million reasons why you could have excused yourself from having the courage to speak up, the courage to ask the question. You know, all these other people who speak perfectly good English are too afraid of whatever story they've made up for themselves to speak up on this call. And you are the one person bold enough to do that. And that plants the seed of this relationship that has turned into so, so much more. And I just love that audacity in, in relationship to just go, well, he said, does anybody have a question? I have a question. I, I'm going to go. And, and I think we could all learn a ton from that. So we're going to take a quick break here and we're going to pick the conversation back up with Stefan Page, incredible network marketer and such a fun guy out of Canada. So stick around. You're listening to the Legacy Leadership Show with Adrian Chenault, Tom Chenault and Stefan Page. We'll be back right after this. All right. Wasn't that James Zhang, the guy that you uh, were on James the podcast is the man. I love James Zhang. Hi, James. That's Holy cool. Holy mackerel. Full circle, man. Famous people following Kingdom Stephon. Builders. That's right. We, we had James on our call with uh, Becky, his wife, yesterday. Oh, that's really cool. I What a great awesome. guy. 
amazing, amazing energy. I love him. Yeah. All right. That's awesome. Hi, James. Hi, Bridget. Hi, Ronnie. Hi, Pierre. Love you, Christina. All the Canadian love is in the house. All right. We're coming back. And we are back. It is Tom Chenault. It's Adrian Chenault. It's the Legacy Leadership Radio Show. We now have LegacyLeadership.online. Yeah. We moved our website around a little bit. and We're going to put a pretty dress on that beautiful girl uh, here pretty quick. We are <laughs> dressing that thing up. We've uh, Adrian was just telling me just on the podcast side of it, we've got over 150 shows and we've done thousands of shows. Uh, a couple of days ago, Robert Kiyosaki called me up, asked if he could come back on. I mean, I've got a guy named Darren Prince coming that is going to blow your mind. I uh, I went and saw, he called me on the phone about a week ago, said, meet me at the Gaylord Hotel. I want you to sit down with Magic Johnson and I. And I've been through that before. You're in the huge auditorium and you're in a line 500 miles long and you're standing there and you get a snapshot with Magic for five grand and that's it. That isn't what happened. I was backstage with Magic Johnson for three hours because this guy, Darren Prince, is the agent for Magic, for Tom Brady, for Dennis Rodman, for Charlie Sheen, for all these crazy guys. And he is a heck of a guy. And he, we're going to put him on here because he's changing the world. And I want you all to understand you're one connection away from owning your life and just become super connectors and you don't have to have anything else going for you. And Darren Prince is going to prove it, right? Yeah, no kidding. So wow. back to Tim Sales. So I've, I've interviewed him 10 times over the year. He was a kid when I first met him. He was a rising star. At, he still looks like a yeah, kid. Yeah, but yeah. And so he, uh, yeah, and I ran into him at Eric Worre's house and he's got that beautiful, smart wife. And uh, it was great to see him again because he took a little bit of a sabbatical, but he's a smart guy. And then he did that latest thing where he talked about analyzing the real estate business versus network marketing. And he did it like an analyst and just proved definitively that the numbers of network marketing are better than the success numbers and the failure numbers of real estate. And they just do a better job of painting the picture than we do. And it's kind of, it's guys like Tim Stales that do that. But I had him on my show and uh, he had just come out with some recruiter thing that was unbelievable. And I thought he said, everybody that called in get, gets one free. So I announced it and the phone just blew up hundreds and thousands of people. And I thought the guy was gonna kill me. And it was so, you know, cause he's a bomb explosion expert. And so I was scared to death that my house was gonna explode at any time or at least my car, but he didn't, he just was unbelievably good and didn't hate me when I ran into him years later, but I did make a huge mistake with Tim Sales. So I'm constantly trying to make it up to him. And when I saw this, the success of Stefan, and him just popping into the system, into the culture and doing what somebody told him to do exactly by the book. Great success happens. That's this business, right, Stefan? That's all it is. It is. And, and what happens is many people have been in the industry for a long time and, you know, they haven't achieved the results they want. And so their confidence starts to decrease. And that was my case. 16 years of struggling in the business part-time no results getting nowhere and so at some point i had to put my confidence i understood that i knew that i couldn't rely on myself i had to put my confidence in someone else and at that time that was tim 
And at that point, I knew I didn't have anything to question. All I had was, tell me what to do, I'll go do it. And at that point, he said, okay. And you know the pipeline, that's what he teaches all the time. He says, do you have leads? I said, yeah, I, I do have leads. He said, okay, how about inviting? Are you able to invite them? I said, yeah, I invite them. How many go to look at a presentation? I said, zero or almost zero. He said, okay, we got to fine tune your inviting. And so I learned that, really mastered it with how to handle questions, objections, the five step, like the six step of the inviting formula, like all of these, I learned them so that I could actually speak the language. And um, next thing you know is when we joined the company we're with now, the first year I was the top recruiter in the company uh, from a guy who struggled for 16 years. And so it goes to show that yes, when you're struggling, figuring out who you trust, follow, don't question, just follow exactly what they tell you. That's what I did. So that thing that I gave away was called the professional inviter. You yeah. it, And that's the one I gave away that he wanted to kill me about. But <laughs> it worked out great. And two things I have stolen from Tim and actually made mine forever is be interested, not interesting. That was really, really a great lesson for me. And the other lesson that I really learned, and Adrian just schooled me with it a couple of seconds ago. He doesn't even know he did it was never just because somebody says yes, don't stop the enrollment process. You've got to know the people. Even though they said yes, you've got to continue and get that complete information of what makes people tick in order to serve them, not sell them. So as we were sitting here, Adrian asked you about your three children and you know their ages and their lives and the whole shot. He continued on and constantly trying to keep information because what's the most important thing to you, Stefan Page, is the same thing that's the most important thing to Adrian Chenault. For Adrian Chenault, it's Adrian Chenault. For Stefan Page, it's Stefan Page. And for Tom Chenault, it's Tom Chenault. And if you can get your agenda out of the way and live in the agenda of the person across the table, that's where the magic happens. That's what Tim Sales taught Stefan. That's what I've been copying all my life, and we've both done okay. So people need to do that, right, Stefan? Absolutely. And that, that's the I think that's one of the reasons people don't like this industry is they focus on themselves, what they're going to gain, what like, can I make a sale? I want them on my team. They're going to make me money. But of course, if we just switch this around and focus on others, uh, it makes the job easier. It makes it makes you feel more comfortable with the business. Yeah. You're truly caring about the others. That's a huge distinction. And so, Stefan, you you and your wife build the, your company together. Did yeah. she always work with you from the time that you first got married? Or did, was it a while before she decided that she wanted to jump in there and do it with you? Yeah, so we started that first company together. Okay. Uh, but when we closed it down, we had to find other sources of income. And so I started a traditional business. I was renting snowmobiles. She got into um, coaching gymnastic, interior design. So we had those three children and so we wanted to make sure that they have everything. So my wife was, you know, working and, you know, making sure the kids are good. And so um, so part time she was, you know, behind me, supporting me. If we had an event, she would come. And it's only years later, I would say maybe 10, 10 years ago that uh, when we started to have real great success with this company, that uh, she joined me because when she looked at how much she would take home and how much she would pay in taxes 
from her job, she says, this is ridiculous. I can't work there anymore for this yeah. low, you know, income. So she joined me and, and she's more of that organization person. Yeah. And so organizing events, systems and everything, I'm more of a go getter, you know, connect with people. And so we, we just make a great team together. Wow, that's really cool. And now two of your three girls have have jumped in and and they're doing that they're doing the business as well. Yes, they are. That's fantastic. That's something I planted seeds in their mind the whole time, right? We would bring them to events, we would bring to, them to the incentive trips. They get to meet the owners, get to meet the leaders. Then once they experience a little bit of their real life, they got adults, get what guess what happens? They say, "This is ridiculous. I can't believe like people work like this." Now they had the comparison, and um, and so the choice was pretty obvious. They, they had to do MLM. Wow, that's really fun, and and yeah, how how cool to to have it be in in the family, right? And I, yeah, well, it's not bad working with you. <laughs> <laughs> so the good uh, answer. <laughs> and you know, you're you, again when you build an organization like they built their organization where Tim's people meaning Stefan, Stefan's people all know that Stefan's eyes are popping open at two o'clock in the morning thinking about their problems. Stefan knows Tim's eyes are popping at to open at two o'clock in the morning thinking about his problems. All of a sudden, something happens in the business. The black swan, so a, a leg leaves, the FTC comes along. Yeah. Something tries to rip your company asunder. When you've got that group of people that you guys have, that culture, and that community, there's enough glue relationally to hold it together until they calm the water. Is that right? That's what you guys did. Yes. And and you know how it is. It's leaders make the difference. If people feel the leaders are shaky, they are not sure, they don't have that conviction, then they're going to run away. And so you have to be that person that and I remember years ago, there was Peggy Long. I think she was in Jewel Way, something like that. And she had a quote 20 years ago. I still remember it. And she said, on this rock I stand, world, you will adjust. There you go. And I feel this is what leaders have to do for their team is to be that rock that people can just go and build without losing their confidence. And so I think that's what we're bringing here is once you've got great leaders in place, they shape, you know, the rest of the, the group. And in that journey, Stefan, you know, the, that's that's beautiful and also really hard to do as a, like when you're the leader and you're on the rock and everybody, you know, and all this the storm swirling or whatever the analogy is that you think of in that moment, you know, what what do you find? gives you the grounding to keep standing in in the middle of that storm yeah well i would say i think it's it's about what i'm thinking about what else like if not this what else yeah and and then you realize that there's nothing else that's going to be better you're always going to face challenges and if so when i look at challenges like these i think okay i'm just meant to accomplish much greater things because now I'm put in front of a challenge that is greater than any one I've, you know, faced in the past. Yeah. So that gives me an opportunity to grow, to become a bigger leader. And so I just have to face it. And it's not about hiding from the team 
your emotions, things like that, um, you can share with people, but then you have to make a bold statement. No matter what's going on, I know how we feel. It's bad, but you know what? Watch me. I'm going to rebuild this thing. Watch me. And people do watch. And they feel part of a cause. They feel part of a movement. And that's much better than anything else. One thing, one, many years ago, a company went broke. And I didn't know about it. I was the number one guy. And a guy, Garrett McGraw, called me on the phone and said, we're out of business. And I was on the phone. I was on the way to an opportunity meeting that night. And I said, oh, my God, what are we going to do? And 100 people showed up for that opportunity meeting. And I looked them all in the eye and go, we're out of business. But that doesn't mean I'm out of business. I am your leader. And we are going somewhere. And I will tell you when next week. <laughs> but that's what you yeah. need to do. And we all have much time we have. 10 seconds. seconds. Yeah. Okay. So here's the deal. You guys build that glue, be that person that is going to be that rock. Just exactly like Stefan said, we're coming back right after this. It's the legacy leadership show. Good boy. Adrian's so good at this now that I don't even look at the clock. I don't look at anything because he's taken <laughs> over and it's just so much a better show without me messing it up. Thank you. False. He's awesome. Uh, but there is, you, you sense the wind up and you go, hey, just so you know, look at He's that clock over there. me with a fork. So <laughs> cool. Oh my goodness. Christina and Doug Stare, thank you. Bridget yeah. Blanchard, we don't know you, but we love you. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we got one more segment to go. This is such a great conversation. We're coming back in a second. And we're back. It's Tom Chenault. It is Adrian Chenault. We're with Stefan Page, and this guy's great. And the passing of Doris Wood cut this show short, but that's okay because Stefan Page stepped up to the plate and is just such a class act. And he's one of those guys that I want you to contact. I want you to listen to because he's solid as a rock in his conviction, in his mission, and he loves this profession. And speaking of that, the ANMP, the Association of Network Marketing Professionals, their convention is on June 2nd, 3rd and 4th out in Las Vegas, Nevada. And uh, actually it's in Dallas, Texas. And so don't <laughs> go to Las Vegas. It's going to be unbelievable. ANMP.com. It's cheap already. You get eight meals for like 300 bucks. And if you put in Tom 50, they're going to give you another 50 bucks off. Tom 50. And I do not want a toaster. It's just getting you 50 bucks. Nothing happens to me. So back to That's Stephon. pretty good. Yeah. Nice. So I, I love that, that component about just the the culture that you can create inside of an organization when that way, when hard times come along and you move through that. And so Stefan, you know, talk about just the, the importance in, in the relationships that you have created inside your organization. And, and maybe even as you have brought new people into your organization, how important have those strong relationships been to you in helping you reach the success that you have in your career? Yeah, I think they're everything. You know, this whole business is built on those relationships. So if you treat people right, they will treat you right. Um, and so for us, um, I didn't, when I started, I didn't say, okay, here are the values, here are the things we want to convey. We just been who we are, and that started to attract the movement of people who abide by those principles, those values. And so, um, so I think people feel good within the team. And I think it's important for us to 
always show wherever you know the person is, whether at the top ranks, middle, or they're just starting out, they need to to feel that they are appreciated. Because you never know where what they're going through, what's happening in their life, where they're at. You can't judge where they're at. Um, you don't know many no, enough. So for us, it's it's really that culture where people feel welcome, they feel good, and so when there's tough times, well, those people are there, and and so I think that's been uh, instrumental, absolutely. Yeah, that that's huge, and and I think that point about having having people have a sense of belonging, having a sense of of this is a place where. I, my, my contributions are valued and, and, you know, those contributions are not necessarily that people are recruiting a lot of people right out of the gate or whatever that, you know, a, a lot of times it takes a while. Mm-hmm. And just like in your scenario, right. It was a long period of time of you, you stuck around, something held you there before the results ultimately materialized before the right skills or the right piece clicked into place in order for you then to sort of catapult forward and become this, overnight success that was, you know, many years in the making. And that's a, that's not an uncommon story in this profession. And a lot of it is having people feel valued, even when they're not creating big results. Would you agree with that, Stefan? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I think we all know the game is right here. Um, many years ago, I was, when I started that company, that first company here, that first MLM company, when I did that, Everything I wanted, I was creating. My father gave me this book. He was in Amway. And it's The Power of Your Subconscious Mind. This is the French version. I read that. I was 16 years old. I thought, this is incredible. We can do whatever we want with our lives. So I bought into that dream, created my own MLM company. I wanted this car. I got the car. Everything I wanted, I got. But you know what happened? Every night, I would come back home. And I would complain to my wife. I would tell her, this is too easy. This can't be my story. Because in those books, I was inspired by the stories of people who struggled. And I said, I didn't have any struggle. This is too easy. I can't have this story. Next thing you know, I shut down this company. And then 16 years of struggle. It. <laughs> and, and one day I'm with my wife and I said, what happened to me? You remember when you met me, everything I wanted, I got. She says, what do you mean? You don't know what happened? I said, no. Don't you remember you kept complaining that this couldn't be your story? I said, no way. Did I program that? And when she made me realize that, I said, watch out. I'm back. And then things started to happen. It's incredible. That's the best story ever. And it just pertains so unbelievably well into my life right this minute. I love you to death, man. How do you like this guy? I told you it was going to be great. So so good. And uh, I love, we got, be careful what you pray for and be careful what you wish for. And ain't ain't that the hard truth, right? Yep. Wow. What a a phenomenal story. And Stefan, I just... I can feel your heart for people. I can feel the power behind what you say. And uh, while I'm sure there's a part of you that goes, man, I really wish I would have not created 18 years of the struggle yeah. bus. You're, you're a better man for it. You're a more empathetic man for it. And uh, thank you for sharing your stories and your wisdom and your experience. It's been awesome. 
so say hi to Tim Sales for us. Say hi to Lucy West for us. We love you, man. And it's it was just really good having you on the show. Nice guys finish first. And just understand that about this profession. He didn't stand on anybody's head to get to the top. He just listened and did it right. And we are very, very proud of you, sir. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Garrett, next yeah. week. What, what a fun show. We have got our buddy Garrett McGrath on the show next week, president of the ANMP. We're talking about the amazing event coming up. So make sure you're back here next week. We're going to have a ton of fun. Thank you again, Stefan Page. Thanks, everybody, for a great show. And rest in peace, Doris Wood. There you Love go, you Sam all. Bird. Take care. Love you all. Bye-bye. Good all job, right. man. That went by, doesn't it? I'll oh, still live on perfect. Facebook for a second so we could shout folks out. But what a great conversation. Ron Lots Henley, you are, are you're a natural resource. Anand, all the way from where? Mumbai, Mumbai India. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Unbelievable. What a good, what a great guy. And so so honored that he that he's up in the middle of the night to watch this show all the time. It's so cool. Yeah. Well, thank you and, for the invitation. It was great to spend a few minutes with you. And uh, I look forward to interview you one day because you guys have stories to tell. Um, all him? All right. <laughs> <laughs> we can tag team it. Thank you so much, Stefan. We'll see you all next week. Thanks again. And okay. uh, have a great rest of your day, buddy. Take care. We love you, man. Scotland, Billy oh, Brass. Thank you, baby. That's awesome. All we right. Love you. Take care, y'all. Bye-bye. Christina, Canada rocks. Woo-hoo. Even if we've got a better hockey team in Colorado. <laughs>